The idea that video games are bad for you is so ingrained in our society that even gamers themselves will often repeat the talking points of the, the people who are the most scared about video games. Gamers will sometimes bring up benefits like improved hand-eye coordination or temporary escape and relaxation, but more frequently all they just rely on is the fact that games are fun to do. They're enjoyable. And frankly, that's enough. Video games are worth your time because they're fun. Even if games were just fun, they'd still be worth playing. But we all also need to take into consideration that that's not all video games are good for. It turns out that video games offer an excellent way for gamers to develop what psychologists call self-efficacy, or the belief that you can succeed at a challenging task. You've seen the bumper stickers, the, the signs on the wall, we can do hard things. That is self-efficacy. That is the belief that we can do things even though it sometimes seems like we can't. This is a, a skill that we need to have in everyday life. It's a skill that helps us get through adversity. And interestingly, it's a skill that we learn while playing video games. So one way psychologists measure self-efficacy is by using something called the general self-efficacy scale. Basically, it's a set of 10 questions, uh, Likert scale questions. So that means uh, you've got four options, not true at all, hardly true, moderately true, or exactly true, and then 10 questions. So they're things like, I can always manage to solve difficult problems if I try hard enough. Not at all true, hardly true, moderately true, exactly true. If someone opposes me, I can find the means and ways to get what I want. I can usually handle whatever comes my way, etc. So they give, psychologists give children and patients and clients these questions and, and use the answers to determine whether a person has general self-efficacy. So imagine a person who marks exactly true on each of these 10 questions. That person would be ready to go. That, that doesn't mean that they'd have an easy life, but it means that they would be prepared to handle the curveballs that life inevitably throws at you. So how do you go about, let's say you fill out this questionnaire and it turns out you don't have great self-efficacy. What do you do next? Uh, fortunately, all hope is not lost. It is still possible. You can build, you can strengthen self-efficacy. It is kind of like a, a muscle and it, it, nobody has 0% self-efficacy. You can, you can build self-efficacy from the ground up. So I'm going to quote uh, somebody named Dr. Jane McGonigal from the book Super Better. She says, the classic path to increased self-efficacy is to accept a goal, make an effort, get feedback on that effort, improve a concrete skill, keep trying and eventually succeed. So set a goal, make an effort, get feedback on that effort, and then keep trying and eventually succeed. Essentially, you have to work hard on realistic challenges and then improve over time. So basically, whatever, it doesn't really matter what the goal is. If you're working toward it and making progress and eventually succeeding, you're building self-efficacy. Sometimes this whole process can take 
quite a while. Days, months, years. But it doesn't always have to. This is Dr. McGonagall again. Nothing primes the brain for general self-efficacy faster or more reliably than video games. Now, I know what you're thinking. Video games aren't hard work. They're not even work. They're just mindless, uh, you know, distractions. But you might be confusing hard work with pain. Human beings, we get great satisfaction out of hard work. We love the feeling of accomplishment that comes from finally completing something we've been trying and failing to achieve. That's just, it doesn't have to necessarily be painful in order to be hard work. And video games are fundamentally about overcoming challenges and defeating obstacles and improving skills in order to meet goals. As psychologist Bernard Suits famously wrote, video games are nothing more or less than, quote, the voluntary attempt to overcome unnecessary obstacles. I just love that. I love that. The voluntary attempt to overcome unnecessary obstacles. When you play video games, you choose to do hard things that push your abilities. And you choose to do them to the extent that you overcome them. You overcome these obstacles that are totally unnecessary. That, to me, sounds like going to the gym. There is no point in lifting those weights up off the ground. You don't need to place them higher. The, the floor is not lava. There's no actual reason for lifting the weights up off the ground over and over and over again. That's an unnecessary obstacle. But we give ourselves that obstacle in order to get stronger. And that's the same thing that video games can do. Voluntary attempt to overcome unnecessary obstacles. Video games offer unnecessary obstacle after unnecessary obstacle after unnecessary obstacle for us to work to overcome. And, interestingly enough, when you play video games, you're spending 75-80% to 80 of the time failing. That is the mark of a good video game. A video game that you get into and beat in one sitting, or that does not push you at all, is not a video game that's going to... I mean, it's certainly not designed for you. It's probably not going to make a lot of money, because... That's not enjoyable. We don't like the easy games. The games may start out easy, but over time they get harder and harder and until you can't do it anymore. And then you want to try again because it's fun to be pushed. It's fun to have an, an obstacle to try to overcome. One more quote from Dr. McGonagall. Individuals who engage successfully in any task requiring high effort will continue to extend high effort in future tasks. So let's take back, take a step back there for a minute and just think. Individuals who engage successfully in any task requiring high effort will continue to extend high effort in future tasks. Basically what that's saying is when you exercise the self-efficacy muscle, it gets stronger and you're able to use it in the future. So, you play video games for a couple of hours. You exercise your self-efficacy. You fail a lot of times, but you get back up. You keep trying. You beat a level. You beat another level. You start to see 
you start to train this self-efficacy in yourself. Then you go to work, you go to school, and there's a big test coming up that you don't think you can, you can handle. And you try to study it and you keep failing and you can't get it into your mind. And then because you've strengthened your self-efficacy, you have a stronger ability to keep going in the face of adversity. And you get better and better and you end up beating the levels and you keep on going. So the next time somebody tries to tell you that video games are good for nothing more than hand-eye coordination or mindless breaks from real life, you can just smile to yourself and think of Dr. Bernard Suits, Dr. Jane McGonigal, and your growing self-efficacy. The Mindful Gaming Podcast is a project of the Mindful Gaming Institute. I'm Dr. Jeff Swift, a PhD in digital media who researches the power of games to improve lives. Episodes of the Mindful Gaming Podcast drop weekly on Fridays. You can find us on Twitter, at Mindful Gamers. Please reach out with questions, ideas, or comments over email at podcast at gamemindfully.com. That's podcast at gamemindfully.com. Dot com.